Good morning, guys. Welcome to another episode of Seven Foot Heart Podcast. We're today here on Spotify with Coach Ray Crossman. Crossman served as the manager of the men's basketball team at UNC Charlotte in 2012 to 2014 under head coach Alan Major. Ray also spent time on the AAU circuit, MB1, a program developed by NBA legend Muggsy Bogues. Coach served as the head coach and director of player development at Combine Preparatory Academy at Combine with a record of 25-8 and eight for the USBA National Tournament. Coach was an assistant coach at Skidmore College for three seasons. Crossman helped them make two tournament NCAA appearances, won two NCAA tournament games, captured one conference championship, earned in the school's first national ranking, and reached three Liberty League tournament championship games. Coach Ray is now going on his second season as director of operations for men's basketball at Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut. Coach, thanks for coming on today. Sean, thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. Um, I met Coach. I went to a Yale practice, and um, one thing that stood out to me was, you know, Coach was so um, so engaging, and, and and another thing was he was so uh, generous. You know, I, I was standing on the side, and, and one of the assistant coaches – I talked to him. He got me into the practice. Ray came right over to me and actually was like, you know, why don't you come closer to the court? You know, and something like that, that really, that really touched me. It showed me the type of person you are and the character you have. And that's the reason why I'm interviewing you, coach, because I saw that and I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Sean. Um, one thing that is important in my role uh, as an ops at Yale is to make sure that everybody is good when they come into our gym. Um, so when we know that guy, when we when we know that coaches or uh, supporters of the program are going to come to practice, I try to make sure that uh, they're close to the court, uh, they're they're able to learn, and um, I give them the practice plan and just make sure that they're in a comfort space while they're in our space. That's awesome, and everyone appreciates that and they see that. You know, that's definitely makes you feel very welcome. You know, absolutely. So, coach, how did you get into college coaching? Um, so my, my, my role or my, my journey has been, um, it's been a long one and it's, it's funny that it's been long, but it's still just the beginning. Um, but my, my, my journey kind of started, I first needed to figure out what exactly it was that I wanted to do. Um, my father coached, uh, high school basketball in the area and, um, I was always just very involved in basketball. It's always been my passion. So when I decided that I I wanted to be a college coach, um, I also decided that I needed to go back to school. So when I graduated high school, I went to SUNY Cobleskill and I played two years. um, And then I stopped school for a while and I just tried to figure out what exactly it was that I wanted to do. And when I figured out that I wanted to coach, um, I applied at UNC Charlotte. I got accepted. And um, I went down to school to finish my uh, my four-year degree, and I got my degree in exercise science. Uh, but while I was down here, um, I started to manage on the men's basketball team for, like you said, Coach Alan Major, um, a couple other guys that were on staff now, Ryan Odom, who's at UMBC, Des Oliver, who is now at Tennessee, and Orlando Bandross, who's now a national champion at um, Virginia. Um, so I was able to get... Uh, a manager role. Um, Jim Hart, who is the president and CEO of the City Rocks organization that's in the that's EYBL um, on the Nike circuit, he made a call for me. 
um, and he was able to get me uh, the manager role. And from the manager role, uh, I was able to learn a lot from those guys. And I went from being a manager to coaching uh, and helping the MB1 program, Muggsy Bowles program down here in Charlotte. Uh, I guess Oliver connected me with Kevin Ligon. Kevin Ligon has been in the uh, AU and Charlotte circuit for awesome. 20 years. Um, so it's really all about connections and um, who you know. And, and then when you make connections with these guys, that you do a really good job of cultivating relationships and working extremely hard and just showing that you're extremely passionate for um for the sport or for whatever it is that you're involved in. So I went from, you know, coaching the, uh, the MB1 program. I was just helping out. I wasn't a head coach or anything. I was an assistant. I was, um, you know, helping in practice and kind of just being involved and doing everything that I could to not only help, but to learn at the same time. You're trying to learn how AAU works. You're trying to learn how college basketball works. Okay. And all along, you're trying to find... Uh, different opportunities. So I went from the MB1 program to Combine Academy, and at Combine Academy, uh, which is which is kind of blown up now. When I first got there, was they were just getting their their, their, their feet uh, their, their their deal off the ground. Um, but now they have Jeff McGinnis, who played at North Carolina as their head coach, and they're starting to really place kids um, at. The right, the right opportunities, the right fits for them, whether it be high major, mid major, academic schools, or whatever it may be. So they've done a really good job. So I went from combine, and again, combine is a a, a prep opportunity. So now I've gone from I got the manager experience, I have the AAU experience, and now you get the prep experience. So you're kind of just seeing all these different types of um, of avenues and how things work. So. Um, when I graduated UNC Charlotte, um, I was able to get the job at Skidmore. And Skidmore is a high academic Division three school. And again, we speak about the network and the contacts and just knowing people. Um, my father was an equal employment officer at Skidmore. Um, and he knew that that job was going to be opening up. And he had great rapport with the, the men's basketball coach there. Um, coach Joe Burke um, and I had built my resume so all this time I was managing I was working basketball camps and the camps that I worked I worked Duke I worked Wake Forest I worked uh, Clemson I worked some of the phenom events down here yeah. uh, for, for Rick Lewis who has done a great job of I mean if you know if, if you're involved in college basketball and you're recruiting you know who Rick Lewis is um, so you're just building your resume and building your experiences. So when that job opened up at Skidmore, um, I was able to go and interview and um, Coach Joe Burke and myself immediately hit it off. He knew that I was a, a young, hungry, uh, soon-to-be college basketball coach, and he hired me. So that's kind of was that was my foot in the door. My first college opportunity was Skidmore, and from there we've gone to where we are now it's awesome great experience too coach absolutely what do you think the difference is between because I, I have an aau program too but what's the difference between aau and college you know what do you see the difference i think it's just i think i think it's similar because we're all we're all trying to 
help these young men or women uh, mature and cheat. We're trying to teach them and we're trying to help them find their next levels of opportunity or success or whatever it may be. Uh, the, the difference is in the, it's depending on what level of AAU. I think that the one, you're trying to teach all of them. You yeah. want to teach them how to play the right way. You want to help them understand what it takes to play, whether it be high school basketball, um, middle school basketball, college basketball. Um, so there's certain levels of AAU, right? So if you're thinking about on the circuit, I mean, we're talking about kids who you're trying to help them find college opportunity. Definitely. Within trying to help them find college opportunity, you're trying to teach them how to play basketball the right way. Um, and I think that with AAU, um, you're, 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 you have a, a shorter time frame to cultivate a team. So you, have, you, have, you do have some practice, but you're playing a number of games and you're just playing games and getting repetitions like that. Whereas in the, in the, in the, in the college world, um, you have, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a long, um, frame of time where you're able to build your program and you're able to instill your philosophy and you're able to recruit kids, recruit kids who fit exactly what it is that you're trying to do. Um, so at Yale, what are we trying to do? We're trying to defend, rebound, and share the ball. And within that comes Coach Jones's philosophies of what we're trying to do offensively. And you're able to mold the kids and teach the kids and help them get to the point where they're able to uh, adhere to the game plan consistently. And that enables you to play basketball at a certain level where it looks like poetry in motion. So I, I think that to answer your question, um, what's the difference? I, I, I just there's there's just a different level of efficiency being played at the college basketball level. Um, and I would probably say that's the biggest thing. There's just and it, it's and, and you're dealing with more mature young men, right? So Definitely. in AAU, you're dealing with kids who are um, you know from a certain age to 16, 17, where in college basketball, you're dealing with young men who are, you know, 17 to 22. So it's a different, it's a different uh, level. Definitely. Now, coach, um, getting that acceptance to, to the basketball uh, director of ops for uh, Yale, how did that feel when you got that job? Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> I was very grateful. I was very thankful. Um, and it, it made me extremely appreciative um, of the opportunity and, my goal is to be a division one head coach one day. And I know that this step, the step of getting, um, the, the ops position positions me for that. And to be able to do it, to, to be able to get my foot in the door at the division one level awesome. for James Jones. Definitely. Um, it, I, I couldn't, I can't really ask for more. I think that, um, it was the right time. I, I think that, I was ready for the position, and um, again, I mean, it's been two years. We're two years conference champions, and I've learned so much in these last two years. I probably learned more, and I mean, you learn different things in each stage of wherever you are, but it's on the basketball side of it, I've learned more about X and O and um, just how to play basketball the right way. Um, in these two years, more so than I've done in, in the past. 
That's awesome. Yeah, what a great, I love that when I went down to practice, it's great. Coach, all the coaching staff's amazing down there. You're you definitely a blessing to be there. It's great. You know yeah, what? I think that we, I think that we all uh, work really well together. Yeah. Um, and everybody, whatever their role is, uh, is exceptional in their role. And that's why over the last number of years, um, we've been at the top of the league and we've been the, the program in the league that everybody's trying to take down. Um, and it, it's because everybody is very, not just the coaching staff, even the players, everybody is very acceptive of their role. Everybody is very selfless. And Definitely. the common goal every year is to be playing your best basketball um, in April, uh, March and April. And it's uh, great. Proof is in the pudding. That's it, man. Hey, so what's a typical day for you? Uh, typical day for basketball operations. Uh, yeah, for the director of ops. What's a typical day for some someone just listening? Uh, I th- I think it I think it depends on what yeah. part of the season we're in. Yep. Um, but our staff we meet at 10 a.m. every day, and we talk about whatever our game plans are for whatever uh, topic that we're, we're needing to improve upon or what we're trying to accomplish for the day. Um, I'm usually during the season very caught up in our travel yep. and hotel arrangements um, and food um, uh, uh, scheduling. I, I like to think of myself as like the all-time uh, <laughs> secretary because there's always things that Definitely. are going on from point A to point B that have nothing to do with basketball. Definitely. Um, so 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 really there's always there's always tasks yep and there's always things that need to be tightened up but if we're getting ready for uh say a road trip to last year we went to san francisco to play um and you have to make sure that everything is good on the flights you got to make sure that um when you when you land that the bus is going to be there and the food is going to be in a hotel or are we going to stop at a restaurant? Um, and then you might be on the road and you have to practice. So you have to coordinate with the opposite team's operations and make sure that there's gym time available and cool. what time are we going to be in the gym. And um, very, very uh, it's, it's all kind of clerical things. Yeah. And then what I try to do is you try to, again, because the goal is to be a coach and be on uh, on the court and the all-time goal is to be a head coach is you try to get all those things out the way Definitely. so that you can focus on basketball. Definitely. Um, but you can't forget what your job is. Yeah. <laughs> and your job is the director of operations. So yep. regardless of what you really want to be doing yep. on thinking about basketball-wise or um, uh, uh, philosophy or game planning or whatever it may be your job is still to be really great in making sure that when we need when we're on the road that everything is sharp and we're not taking any steps backwards um because all those things play a role the coaches are very uh intent and care a lot about their routine so whatever our routine is as far as travel or food or flights or anything like that. It needs to be absolutely sharp because I don't want to be the person that drops the ball. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yep. 
Yeah, that's it's great. So you basically run the whole. You're you're kind of running everything, you know. And then, like you said, you, you get caught up in basketball, but you gotta know your job. That's that's true. It's, it's a tough yeah, job. You, gotta be, you just gotta be very acceptive of, of, of what your role is. Obviously, yeah. in most cases, ops guys. That's it's their first job. Depending, um, you know, some guys stay in the ops role for a, a long time. They're really good at it, and they find the passion in being that role and they know that their role is extremely important to the team like 100 percent. and i guess sometimes you don't get big time kudos and credit and whatever it may be but i mean in many cases kudos and credit don't come with a lot of things you just gotta you just gotta put your 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 grind hat on and just really really work so um i enjoy it though i've never i hadn't done it before before i got to um, Yale, as far as the 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 the, ske- the scheduling and all those clerical type of things, but it forces you to uh, learn different things and be efficient and on time. And um, again, it's very important to the program. Absolutely, that's great. So, Coach, when you were with the AAU circuit, uh, MB One, the famous Bugsy Bogues, have you did you meet him at all or no? Absolutely, but you keep so we so I when I was I'm from Albany, New York, so I've yep. always been connected to the City Rocks. So when I when I got that, I, I've always been City Rocks before I've been anything else. Um, so you know, Jim Hart made that call to uh, Dead Oliver at Charlotte, um, and then when I was at Skidmore, or so, and not to be off topic about your question, so yeah, yeah. I definitely did do the MB one stuff, and I. I met I met Muggsy, but I also did the City Rock stuff, which had city. I did City Rocks when I was um, during the summer times when I was at Skidmore, because as a D three guy, you can still be involved with AAU. So that was also me building my resume more and being able to coach coach um, at a certain level during the summertime. Um, but as far as Muggsy Muggsy goes, um, Kevin Ligon introduced me to. Muggsy, and th- th- it was at a time where those guys were um, working hand in hand down here in Charlotte. Um, and what I would say about Muggsy is, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a giver. Um, he's a teacher. He gives hope to the hopeless. And I mean, his story is just—it's—it's hmm. it's insane. I mean, yeah. he's a, a five-foot-three. Young man from Baltimore, Maryland, and somehow, some way, he wins the last sixty games of his high school career um, against an uber talented city. I mean, if you know about basketball in Baltimore, there's so much history and so many players that have came out of there. For him to do what he did, and then he goes to Wake Forest and wins first team all conference and Jeez. obviously the the, 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 the story uh, speaks for itself Definitely. when he gets to the NBA, he plays 14 seasons in the NBA. But um, you know from the interactions that I've had with Muggs and the interactions that I see that he has with the kids, I mean he just wants to give. He just wants to give and he wants to um, he just wants to help. And his aura and his body language and the person that he is, um, he, 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 it allows for him to, he'll be able to do that forever. And it's all genuine. Definitely. Um, 
so that was a you know the MV1 experience was a great experience the awesome. one team that I was in and I was with them very briefly um, but the one team that we had uh, had Grant Williams on it so Grant obviously is playing for the Celtics now yeah. and um, had, a, had a hell of a, a career at, at Tennessee so that was kind of the level of kid that was my first taste of um, AAU culture down here and being around some of these kids but again it's still it's all experiences right so you go from um, managing to working summer camps to prep school to AAU to then you finally have an opportunity to get to um, um, Skidmore um, and it's all you just you kind of just have to always be in it definitely yeah, I was watching Space Jam last night, so I thought about Muggsy Bogues. He's a good dude, and he's got a great family. <laughs> That's great. Um, great. So, Coach, what would you give some advice to uh, coaches starting out? Uh, I, I, well, you you have to you have to be passionate about it. Um, you gotta love it, and you gotta live it. You know, you really gotta live it. Definitely. Anybody who's 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 successful, and no matter what the career path is. They don't stop, you know. They don't. They don't. They don't stop. The one person that that I've worked closely with, um, that I've been so impressed with his routine and his willingness to always be in it is is Coach Jones. Definitely. I mean, for the most part, he's always thinking about ways to improve, um, and he's he's just always in it. So there had been times when I was. Uh, you know, when I was just getting in it, or even uh, one one experience was with uh, Coach Oliver when I was at Charlotte. I mean, one one morning I walked into his office and I was telling about how telling him about how much I've been grinding and how much I've been working hard. And he looked at me, he was like, "Man, you ain't grinding. You ain't been grinding." And I and I it 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 was his it was his honesty, and he's always been honest, still honest to this day. Yep. Um, but. He would, and it made me look in the mirror and think about some of the things that I thought I had been doing and where I was falling short at. Um, and those guys, when you're around those guys, they're looking at what the young guys are doing. They're looking because they they were in their shoes. They kind of know what it takes. Definitely. Um, so the more that you can be in it all the time and the more that you can work harder than you think that you're working is always going to pay dividends. Um, because again, the guys who are most successful at any level, especially over a period of time, it's because they don't stop. Yeah. They, they're always at it. Um, and that's what, that's what, they, that, 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 that's what enables them to separate themselves and, and keep them, keep themselves remaining separate. Definitely. Um, so again, you got to live it. Um, you got to always be in it. You got to always bring something to the table. Definitely. And the last thing is, in, in this game, really, you got to be loyal um, to all the, to those guys who, who gave you opportunity um, because, I mean, loyalty is uh, extremely important. Definitely, definitely. Hey, Coach, Coach uh, Crossman, we have you on today. I appreciate you coming on, man, and talking. You know, you know I really do appreciate you giving your time and, and calling today and being on. Sean, I appreciate you, man. Um, I see you doing um, a great job of continuing to separate yourself and find opportunities and more than anything, help. So, um, again, I appreciate you having Thank me you. on. And 
if I can ever help with anything, you already know. Cool. I appreciate that. Thanks, Coach. Hey guys, thanks for channeling in. Tomorrow we have Ty Ellis, the head coach of the NBA G League team for the Stockton Kings. Stick around. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 10 a.m. Thank you. Seven foot heart.